There is a Gomorrah that we have mentioned in previous memorials, and it's even more important today because when Mr. Chappelle passed away, many of the students in the yeshiva had met him, knew who he was, and unfortunately, I don't think anybody here got to know Mrs. Chappelle. The Gomorrah says that when somebody gives a young child a, a piece of bread, a piece of cake, really a present. So you have to inform the mother that you are the one who gave the present. And the Gemara and the commentary say, why? And it's because you want the parent to know how much I love your child and I love you. And that's why I gave a present. My words are not going to be for the family, even though I let them listen in. The words are for our students and for our alumni that are listening in. Each of you received a present. You received an amazing gift and you don't even know the benefactor. So you need to know that Mrs. Chappelle, along with her husband, David, but today's program is speaking about Mrs. Chappelle, but in a minute you'll see why it's almost impossible to speak about one without the other. You got a great gift. You got the gift of the ability to be in Israel. You got the gift of the ability to study Torah, and ultimately it will be a gift that you will be building families in the future. So you need to know what was important to Mrs. Chappelle and to the Chappelle family so that you can appreciate what you got and that you can take that gift and use it for what it was dedicated for. Everything I'm going to say about Fella, I want to open with two quick stories just so you'll understand that really we're talking about Mr. and Mrs. Chappelle together. There are two stories, but don't get the first one wrong because the first one could indicate something that's incorrect and it will be complemented by the second one. So the first story I remember, it was a, the rabbi of the shul was a guest at the Chappelle home for a Shabbos meal. And Mrs. Chappelle starts clearing the table. And the rabbi has a good guest, and you guys should learn this, got up to help clear the table. Didn't just sit there and let the women do the job. And David says to the rabbi, rabbi, I have a good thing going. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> So you might think that, yes, David expected Bella to just be there for him. But now the second story. And this, the Rebetzin Ruthie and I witnessed this firsthand. So this is not a second or third hand story. We're in Beth Jacob congregation, the shul that I grew up in. And that is where I met the Chappelles. And there's a cat, there was, a, it was over Shavuos. And there was a, a Yortzite, Yortzite, um, what do they call it? A Yortzite appeal. And it was for Israeli soldiers. It was a difficult time in Israel. And they're making an appeal uh, for the soldiers to, have to, to help them with lots of resources. And as is usual, David was one of the opening gifts, one of the opening commitments. I don't remember that whether it was $10,000 or $18,000, but it got the ball rolling. And, you know, people are giving and there's a thousand and there's a 5,000. And you could see that the rabbi was a little disappointed the big people weren't really stepping up to the plate. And 
I see that David goes over, Beth Jacob, the Ezra Nashim, he goes over where Fella was sitting, Ruthie was sitting next to her, and he whispers something to Fella. And then he signals to the rabbi, and the rabbi announces, Mr. and Mrs. Chappelle have raised their gift to $100,000. What's the moral of the story? Ruthie heard the conversation. David did not want to make that commitment without consulting with his wife. This was the bond. So what we're going to say now about Fella, it's really David and Fella together, and everything that's here is because of the two of them together. But we're going to talk about Mrs. Chappelle. What was important to Mrs. Chappelle? I made three categories, and we'll talk about the details of each one. Jewish continuity, Holocaust survivor. Jewish continuity was critical. Chesed and Holocaust education. Jewish continuity, she understood that she survived the Holocaust to rebuild family, community, and ultimately the Jewish people. She told me more than once that she left Germany when she was pregnant with her first daughter because she absolutely could not handle the fact that her daughter is going to be born on German soil. Family, the future. Community, the Chappelle family became a major influence in the Los Angeles Jewish community and beyond. And the future of the Jewish people supporting Jewish education, which you are beneficiaries of, and the state of Israel. That's the Jewish people, Jewish education and the state of Israel. Chesed. So, of course, as being wealthy people, they were the address for people in need. And I know I, every time I visited fellow, she's sitting there with a pile on her desk of all kinds of requests and most, most of it, some of it institutions, but most of it poor people. And that was certainly where her heart was. But there was something very unique that I don't think, I'm not aware of any other philanthropist, wealthy person that did. Once a week, she hosted a group of widows at Pat's. Pat's was the kosher restaurant in Los Angeles on Pico Boulevard. Every week, she hosted a group of widows. They are alone. They are lonely. They need attention. They need company. And they need a good meal. Well, that was amazing. Chesed. But it's like Revolvi's kind of chesed. It's not chesed, okay, you do a nice thing. It's chesed done with intellect, with planning, with intelligence. And Holocaust education, that was the third thing that was important to her and to David, of course. That's why we have a Holocaust program in the yeshiva at their behest. And I must confess that when they made the request and we talked about it, I never appreciated the impact and the importance of that program. And I told them that. When they said, okay, you want us to do it, we, are, we, we respected them, they had a request. But the impact was amazing, and they understood that. That everyone has to appreciate the endurance of the Jewish people that withstood the Holocaust, 
They lived through the ashes. They survived, survived the horrors because Stella herself did that. How did she do that? She was raised with Viktor Frankl's tool. Purpose for living, search for meaning, looking to the future. And she received that training in her amazing home. Anybody who knew Fella saw royalty. The way she carried herself was regal. And it's amazing somebody who had to go through what she went through and comes out of it with dignity. It's clear that it came from her home. She was very proud. She's a Batskoyan, and she let us know it very often. It was something she was very proud of, but she lived it. She carried it. This was Viktor Frankl's line, and this is Chappelle lived it. She proved that the Nazis can do terrible things to you, but the one thing they can't do is deprive you of your dignity, deprive you of your self-esteem. And she carried that through to her last days. I went to visit her towards the end, in her later years when she was not well. And, but you are standing in front of a queen. I'm sitting and she's sitting in front of a queen. Dignity. And again, everyone has to learn that, that we are royalty. We are Jews. We have to be proud. We have a mission. There was a great respect for rabbis. In the Talmudic literature, it's called Mokir Rabbana. And more than once, she said, and you guys don't have enough experience yet, but unfortunately, we'll have to prepare you that if you're going to be back in communities and there's going to be rabbis and there's going to be rabbis issues, there's going to be lots of people fighting about it. Anybody needs to know about it, Rabbi Adler will be able to fill it in. But he's our rabbi. That was her line. He's our rabbi. He has to have the authority. We have to listen and respect him. Not everybody said that. It was a drive, the unifying factor of their lives, the drive to ensure Jewish continuity. Jewish continuity starts with families. And every time she was here and every time I visited her, she wanted to know about the married couples and the families and the children that are being raised by our alumni. Family. The state of Israel. You guys were born into it. I was born into it. You cannot imagine what it means to a person who survived the Holocaust. And in 1945, many, many Jews were ready to throw in the towel. And three years later, there is a state of Israel. And you could see on David's face especially and on Fella's face, every time they spoke about it, that was very clear. The state of Israel is a miraculous rebirth from the tragedies of the Holocaust. 
it is a proof of the endurance of the Jewish people. It was revenge on the Nazis. And I think they thought that every time one of our students got married and built a family and had children, another notch in our belt, revenge on Hitler. They felt it. It was miraculous to see the endurance of the Holocaust survivors. It was miraculous to see the resources that God bestowed upon them. They got out of the Holocaust with nothing and they became major influences. Miraculous. But I don't think it was miraculous. I think it was a product of special personalities, education from the home that got them to recognize that if they survived the Holocaust and God bestowed resources on them, what can we do with those resources? How can we make sure that the Jewish people are enduring? Because that's what we live for. Dignity, caring, devotion, this is what you have to learn from Mr. and Mrs. Chappelle. If you want to express your appreciation for what they did, what do I like to say sometimes when this question comes up? Nike, just do it. Study your Torah, perfect your character traits, build a family, contribute to the community, be a supporter of the Jewish presence in Israel, that's your appreciation for what you got from them. They should serve as role models for you. It's a shame you did not get to know them, but I hope that through a short video we're going to show of Mrs. Chappelle years ago, talking a little bit about her experiences, she was, sharing experiences with the Dresh Hotel. We have a few minutes of a video. Rabbi Adler now will share with us what does it mean to be a true hero during the Holocaust? And it wasn't the uprising in the Warsaw Ghetto that was the only heroism, but there was daily heroism. There's no question that fellow was a hero and you owe the family a great debt of appreciation and Baruch, we really hope that you will live the mission that they set out for you.